What up? Welcome back, everybody, to Rock in a Hard Place. I'm John Micah. I'm James. We're so glad you're back with us. We're getting ready to jump into episode one. Yeah. Our first podcast. And if you don't know us, if we're new here, we are in the band Cutlass, and this is Rock in a Hard Place, a Cutlass podcast. You made it. Thank you. Yeah. Welcome. We're so, so glad you're here. We're going to have some fun today. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. So. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Yeah? Yeah. Did you have a good day? I, yeah. I had, um, I've had an interesting couple weeks. Yes. <laughs> I decided since I'm getting older, apparently to take up triathlon running. <laughs> so that's. <laughs> to prove yourself? Yeah. Well, you know, you got to stay young, right? Yeah. So being the brilliant person that I am. I decided to do a half Ironman for my first triathlon. Yes. Which is usually you don't do it that way. You do the little one first and then work mm-hmm. your way up. No, yeah. I just went for the Yeah, big you do one a right couple five Ks or something. <laughs> yeah, you do. So I did it. I made it. Yes, I, you did. I completed it and uh, it was great. What was, was your finish place? What was your finishing last. place? Last. Last? <laughs> no, I wasn't, I, wasn't, last. I wasn't actually last, but I was slow. Um, but I made it before the cutoff 413 time. 413 so. out of 415 <laughs> racers. <laughs> I, I actually don't know what place I was. Okay. Um, I actually wasn't concerned with that. I just wanted to finish. <laughs> I'm glad you did it. Um, and I finished, I finished a little slower than I wanted to, mm-hmm. um, but... I, and a little slower than I thought I was going to based on my training. Um, but it was a lot, like the whole experience was like kind of overwhelming at times. Yeah. It was crazy. What was the hardest uh, section for you? Well, it's, for those of you that don't know, an Ironman is going to include a swim, a bike and a run. Yeah. And that swim is 1.2 miles. So this is a half Ironman. There's fulls double all this, but uh 1.2 mile swim, a 56 mile bike ride, and then a half marathon runs so 13.2 miles. Too many um, miles. Yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> so to start, the swim was like terrifying because Why? you have thousands Why? of people oh. in the lake swimming mm-hmm. and the lake is dark. Like mm. you have no reference. So you can't tell. Like in a pool, you got it's lines. It's weird that and... they did the Iron Man at night. No, it wasn't at yeah. night. It was during the day. <laughs> Come on. Uh, so during the day, but the when you're in the lake, you have no reference. It's just blackness beneath you yeah, in the lake. Yeah, yeah, the depths. Yeah. yeah. So you can't tell if you're swimming straight or not or uh-huh. what direction you're headed. So you have to like pick your head up and like try and find a buoy to like aim at. Okay. And so everyone's swimming zigzag and sideways and people are swimming over the top of each other yeah. and you're getting kicked in the face and like the water's just churning all around you from all the swimmers. It's like a mosh pit in the lake. Yes, pretty much. Excellent. Pretty much. And, um, but you're swimming so it's kind of scary. <laughs> yes. Uh, and you're like out of breath because you're racing swimming yeah yep. <laughs> yep. so you're like freaking out yeah and working out simultaneously and it makes it really hard to breathe mm-hmm. um so anyways we uh i, I kind of took it easy for the swim just tried to not die um and it was but it was like so that was hard to stay calm that's mm-hmm. what was funny about that was mm-hmm. i was like just relax mm-hmm. breathe you got a long day ahead of you 
Yeah. Don't push it. Just yeah. like, just get you through You got to conserve that energy yeah. for the next couple legs of racing. Just go easy. Yeah. yeah. So th- that was the biggest struggle at the beginning was there's so much energy with the race and the water was 59 degrees. Wow. So that is cold enough that that also takes the breath out of you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's, you're just like, oh my goodness, it's so cold uh-huh. and it's so chaotic. Um, so yeah, so I, I finally, once I got around the buoys, I was in the second half, I felt like I got enough space. I could kind of get in my groove a little bit and mm-hmm. actually swim. <laughs> um, got in, hopped on my bike. The bike ride was just long. It just took forever. What kind of um, bike you riding nowadays? I'm riding a specialized, um, kind of been a specialized guy for a long time. Okay. Um, I got a specialized mountain bike as well. Been a little, I, I had, uh, I've had a lot of specialized bikes over the years, I guess. Um, it's not a super high end one I'd like to upgrade, but bikes are expensive now. Mm-hmm. So anyways, yeah, it was a specialized LA is what I was riding, uh, cool. for this, but very cool. Um, but yeah, so the, the bike ride is long. Gosh, the last hill, there's a one huge steep hill, uh, about three or four miles from the finish. So you remind us how long the bike section 56 is. 56 miles. So I've ridden miles. 53 miles. Man. And then there's a giant hill and you're like, oh no. Oh no, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> and you're looking at it like, what have I done? <laughs> what, what have I gotten myself into? Yeah, I did this to myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I'm going up that hill and I was like, oh, the good news is when I get over this hill, it's only like a couple miles downhill and flat to the finish. So that'll be easy where I get to run a half marathon. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Which I haven't even started yet. Mm-hmm. So the run was probably the hardest part physically because you're just like, oh my goodness. I yeah, have, you're exhausted at this I've point. already be. been out yeah. here for like five and a half hours yep. or, you know, something like that. I remember five, five and, and a half I can hours. attest to all of our listeners. He was quite sunburned <laughs> at the end of all this. So at this point, your skin's probably on fire. Yes. You're tired. Yes. You I want. could not get, so because you're swimming first and I had a wetsuit on, like you couldn't really get good sunscreen application on. Mm-hmm. And then in the transition, you're trying to get all your bike gear on or running gear on and you're trying to move fast. And like, I couldn't get sunscreen on my back. Like, and I was wearing like a tank top tri-suit. And so like, mm. <laughs> I, I tried and I was like, his shoulder blades were like purple yeah. guys for real. Purple. It still <laughs> looks like I'm wearing a tank top yes. when I don't wear shirts. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and that was weeks ago. Um, so yeah, so it was crazy. We got, um, on the run, it was just, just grinding away. It was mm-hmm. like, let's just keep going. Let's just grind. But the coolest thing about it, and I felt this way through the whole race, was the entire community was out. Everyone was cheering us on. Yeah. Through the running course, it went through all these neighborhoods and all these houses, and everybody was on their front lawn, oh, fun. like hosing us fun. down with hoses and sprinklers <laughs> and like handing out Gatorade and like cheer. Guys had made funny signs. There was one dude that like it looked like he wasn't wearing any clothes because he had a sign. <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> like, no. He had a sign in the front in the back and just to make everybody laugh because everyone's so miserable at this point yeah (laughs) he's like i'm gonna make people laugh with my sign Um, what did the sign say can you repeat it here i I think it was something like just like run faster that would have been perfect (laughs) yeah like a sandwich board (laughs) yeah and is near (laughs) i think it was something like run faster or something you know something but it was hilarious but just the community aspect even on the bike ride yeah we're almost at the turnaround so we're like 30 miles from town and there's people tell our listeners where you were. So I was, in, I was in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Coeur d'Alene, I moved Idaho. here a couple of years ago. Right. So this was a local race for me, um, which 
I'd been, so I went to the Ironman, the full Ironman the year before and watched the finishers come in at midnight. Cause it, that was the cutoff for the full was at midnight. That's too late. I got to be and, in bed for two <laughs> hours at that point. That's no good. So we watched those guys come in and, uh, it was just really cool to yeah. see. Like okay. the, it was cool. surprisingly emotional to watch these guys that had hmm. just pushed so hard to accomplish this goal. Um, and so that kind of put me in a spot where I was like, man, that'd be so cool to do. And there was a bunch of us that watched it. We're all, let's do it next year. We're all cool. going to do it next year. So cool. we had a group of 10 guys from our church. How many of that group did it then? Three of us. Okay. <laughs> a bunch of guys yeah. were like, let's do it so next we're like, year, let's man. Go. We had 10 guys all sign up, like literally signed up, ready to go. We're like, yeah. this is going to be awesome. We're going to train together. We're going to do Iron Man. <laughs> and only three of us actually did it. Um, but yeah, so it was awesome. But the the run, so it was just so hard, just grinding away. But everyone's like cheering you on and just like, come on, you can do it. We'll get there. And it's just really cool, the whole environment. Um, and then I was like a couple miles from the finish and my calves started cramping. Mm. And I was just like, ooh, oh no. Cramp, yeah. ooh. So I'd have to stop and I'd find right. a curb and I'd stretch and then I'd try and run again. I'd make it like a couple hundred yards and then cramp again and mm. have to walk and... Um, so the, I think my last mile was like a, did you rub a banana on it? No, that's they supposed did to help with cramps. They did have some bananas at some of the stations, the aid stations. I should have done that. Yes. I'm not a medical professional. <laughs> You're supposed to eat the banana. I was joking. You don't have to rub <laughs> a banana do on your sore muscle. So, uh, so yeah, I just kind of would stretch and then walk and then jog and then stretch and walk and jog. Um, and it was really hot that day. It hadn't been hot here at all prior to that. So it was we weren't used to the heat. I think yeah. I didn't have enough salt intake during the, during the race is probably part of the issue. Um, but so I just kind of worked my way through it. I think my last mile was like a 22 minute mile, just like, just trying to get home. <laughs> like we're almost there. And then my daughter ran out to me. I was at the finish. Like there's a red carpet and the big barricades and a huge Iron Man finish at the end. And she runs and out. Tony Stark's there. <laughs> Yeah, the actual yeah. Iron Man, yeah. And you're um, like, I love you 3,000. <laughs> I need a nap. Yeah. So my daughter runs out and she's like, dad, I'll run you in. I'm gonna, she's like, come Aww. on, you can do it. And I'm like, no, literally I can't run. Yeah. Like my calves are cramping. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I have energy in me. My calves won't do it. Yeah. <laughs> she's like trying to drag me to the finish. And I'm like, I, I'll get there. Just give me a second. And um, so I, I did. I got all the way in and crossed the finish line and it was really emotional. Like good for you. It was crazy. It That's was such cool. a cool experience. I got some really cool pictures of it and they gave me a big old medal and really cool pictures. And apparently a local artist is painting a portrait of you I from one of these action just shots. Heard that. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. We maybe look forward I'll, to seeing that. Maybe we'll post that yeah. on socials when that comes yeah, once out. That comes out. So yeah. Ask just, me how many Iron Man I've done. <laughs> how many Iron Man races have you Wait, done, James? First of all, what is it in plural? Iron, Iron men's <laughs> Iron Man race Iron, Iron Man races. Ah, okay. Yeah. Go again. Ask me, James. How many Iron Man races have you done? Uh, two, one, zero. Yep, <laughs> zero, zero, zero. Iron Man's. That shocks me. I've seen all the Iron Man movies. Uh, yeah, Tony Stark Iron Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Not, yeah. not the, the race Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was awesome though, and I've actually I've actually kind of followed the Iron Mans for years. I remember. I can confirm. Yes, he had it. So yeah. it's really fun. But a couple of weeks later, I'm like, oh, I'm, there was a local sprint triathlon. Sprint triathlon, short, like 750 meter swim, I think, 12 mile bike ride, 5K run, like three miles. Um, so I was like, this will be fun. It's like a training day. I had a bunch of I'd friends that were doing it. It'd be easy. It'll be fun. Um, so I was like, I'll, I'll just do this. It'll be fun. Um, felt great. 
everything was great. And just a few minutes into the swim, I couldn't breathe. I started mm. coughing up blood. Like yeah. I was like, something's wrong. And you're um, in the water. At I'm this in point the water. Already. I'm very getting, scary. I'm getting lightheaded. And yeah. I'm like, I just not did a good place Iron to Man. realize, Oh my gosh, something's <laughs> yeah. happening and it's bad. So the lifeguard, yeah. like they had people on paddle boards and lifeguards are like, right. Hey, like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm gonna, I think I can get in. I'm going to try and get in. And so they swam me in. Um, I, I swam, but they swam along with me to make sure I didn't sink and drown and die. <laughs> and thank um, you lifeguards. Yeah. So I got in, had the paramedics check me out. They were like, well, your lungs aren't collapsed. So being the smart person I am, I finished the race <laughs> and then I went to the hospital. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're, they're still not totally sure what happened, but, um, they were really concerned about some really serious stuff, but yeah. the test came clear. Uh, they thought I had COVID in my lungs cause it looked like a COVID patient that's having respiratory problems. But they said, looks like some sort of weird infection, put me on a bunch of antibiotics and some steroids and, you know, said, take all this and hopefully you'll start feeling better. It'll knock out whatever you got going and how on. How are you feeling? Last few days, how are you feeling? Uh, doing better. Yeah, Good. I'm still, the lungs aren't still hundred percent yet, but yep. we're getting there and definitely feeling better. I'm not coughing up blood anymore so that's good <laughs> but it was scary it was so yes, weird that to is do good. like such a big accomplishment like the iron man mm-hmm. and then to do something like little and simple and in comparison little little and simple still <laughs> includes a swim a bike ride and a run so but comparatively ding. you know mm-hmm. um but it, it was really surprising and scary and my family was obviously really concerned during those hours that we didn't know what was happening. Yeah. Like how serious is this? And yeah. you know, doctors are like, could have been a heart attack, could have been a blood clot in the lungs, could have been oh, like yeah. we need to run these tests and find out. So And in my world, I was actually flying back from Nashville and I got all this information in between some flights. I was in Chicago and all of a sudden my phone's lightening up. You know, I'm getting messages from my wife Lindsay. I'm getting messages from Shannon, your wife. And just, you know, I was, I was in shock. I was, cause all I was hearing at that point was bad news, scary mm-hmm. news. Yeah. Cause we didn't really know what was happening with you. Yeah. Yet. So I'm very glad to be sitting next to you today. <laughs> I didn't die. The story. No, I didn't you did die. Not die. <laughs> and you did finish the race. I did. I, I got the medal hanging right over here to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> right next to my Iron Man medal. <laughs> finisher is what it says. 2022 yeah. finisher. Yep. Yeah, Good job. You got a participation trophy. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Hey, when it's an Iron Man, I'm okay with that. It does say Iron Man on <laughs> yeah. it. I have zero participation <laughs> trophies that say Iron Man. That, that, yeah, that one. And if you get through it, props. Um, but yeah, so anyways, uh, yeah, we're, we're alive and kicking. We're here. So um, it's been 20 years since the release of our first record. That's right. If memory serves me correctly, July 16th, 2002 is the day the first album came out, self-titled Cutlass album. And uh, in honor of that, we are celebrating our 20th anniversary as a band. Yes. And uh, there's a few things we're doing with that and we're having some fun with that. But probably the biggest thing that we're super excited about is we just released our 20 EP Mm-hmm. And we reimagined three songs, re-recorded them, yeah, totally reworked yeah, them, retracked all the music, yeah. redid all the guitar parts. John Micah sang new vocals. I think he sounds excellent. Uh, we were Thank recording. You. You sound good too. Oh, nice, buddy. <laughs> we were recording uh, with Josiah Prince. Uh, a lot of our listeners might know him from the band Disciple, rock band that is 
absolutely amazing. Great live band, great band in general. We've toured with them probably the most out of any band ever, yeah. actually. Uh, really good friends of ours. We love them. So shout out to our homies and Disciple. We love you guys. We were working with Josiah Prince on these songs. And, uh, you know, we took the top three songs from streaming, which were Your Touch, Run, and Tonight off of the first album. And we just kind of, you know, we had to strike this careful balance, really, of delivering the the song in its original kind of form so that our, our listeners would feel like we respected their favorite song, but also tried to add new parts, new elements, new arrangements in some areas, too. But... You know, we really had to do these two things. One, deliver this classic song that they love. And two, deliver it in a way that's kind of surprising and fresh and new. And our goal was, man, we think we're better 20 years later. We want to make these songs better. We are. And... Yeah, we've, we've, we've learned a lot for sure. <laughs> Abs- oh, absolutely. We were not very good 20 no, years no, no, ago, no, no, no. for absolutely. <laughs> we'll get Aaron Sprinkle on here someday and he, he can attest. you <laughs> like, yeah, that. you guys didn't know what you're doing. <laughs> no, and we, we didn't. And, uh, you know, as we go, as you listen throughout the upcoming episodes and seasons and stuff, we'll talk about what that felt like to be like little kids in this industry and grow up yeah. in front of everybody. I was 21. Yeah. And I was 19 yeah. when we first started. Yeah. yeah crazy stuff but yeah we we have just recently released cutlass 20 it's this uh these three songs re-recorded reimagined updated in the cutlass kind of 2022 version and uh that's out now that's available for our fans to listen to yeah and if you haven't heard it yet uh go check it out it's on all the streaming platforms itunes spotify everything Go look for it yeah. everywhere. It's on Amazon Music, yep. everywhere. Yep. And we're really proud of it. It was really fun to re- kind of redo those songs. Yes, it was. And we've had a lot of people ask us, like, new music. Where are you guys headed? What are you guys doing? Right. I would say that these kind of reimagined old songs give a bit of a hint of where we're headed musically for the future. Yes. We definitely incorporated some things that we are incorporating in the new 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 stuff we realize we've been taking a while to release new music and we'll get into why that's been that way over the last few years there's a long story (laughs) we've kind of been on i guess you could say hiatus for like the last five years yeah and uh alpha omega was our previous release that came out in 2017 right 2017 i think we're five years away from alpha omega so um a lot of a lot of our longtime fans have been like hey new music coming out and so this new cutlass 20 ep we we did it in this order very specifically because we wanted to showcase uh the new kind of sounds a new style we're going for um well not necessarily new we've been a rock band since 2002 but we're just kind of you know this is this is who we are as songwriters now this kind of style this kind of way of playing and um we did it in this order on purpose because we felt like this was a good precursor to telling our fans that we do in fact have new music coming out (laughs) new original new cutlass songs that you have not heard that's coming it's coming it's coming coming. we promise yeah um but for now Really excited about 20. Very excited. Really proud of so cool. what we were able to do with those songs. You know what one of my favorite things is? I'll tell you. You already yeah. know. But we did Your Touch, um, which, by the way, was the that's the first track on the first album. Yep. Um, and it's also the first music video we did. Mm-hmm. It's the first song we released. 
Um, and if you end up watching the music video for Your Touch, you'll see <laughs> I do a very timid, almost slow motion guitar spin around my body because I was like, ooh, I don't want to break guitars. But eventually I started getting faster with that and stuff. But um, as we did Your Touch and tracked new vocals for this, you had, uh, you had a singer right here in your household, right? You had someone help you do some background oh, vocals yeah. on your touch. Yeah. So on your touch, um, one of the things that was really fun this time around um, was that uh, my son, who wasn't even born yet when the first version was released, he's 17 now and been really into music lately. Um, been recording some of his own songs and and yep. just growing into his own music. Um, we we had yeah this part where there's a bunch of background vocals and i thought oh it'd be really cool to have a few different voices on this i was like i bet you caleb would love to sing on this so mm -hmm. i asked him i was like hey do you want to sing on this song he's like like on the actual record like for real <laughs> i was like yeah very cool. and i was like i think this yeah. is a perfect spot for it like yeah. it would actually be great to have your voice on here and he was like yeah are you serious? He's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so he was stoked to be able to sing on it. So on that song, some of the background vocals that you hear are my son singing. And yep. that's his first professional release. It's his first professional <laughs> recording gig. Yes. Uh, so and then, uh, you know, so I was in Nashville at Josiah's house, Josiah Prince's house. And we were pulling up all the vocal tracks you had mm -hmm. sent us, you know, and listening to the different takes you recorded. And Josiah turns to me and he's like, you hear that? You know who that is? And I was like, no, I don't know. He goes, that's Caleb Sumrall. And man, it touched my heart so much. I think it's so cool that, you know, we're able to put our kids on our music. Yeah. That's so cool. Well, and the other thing is because we've been in this band together so long. Yeah. Like, I know that you remember when Caleb was crawling around the bus and yeah, I remember coming to see you guys in the hospital when he was born and yeah, you know, I mean, I've loved that kid forever. When he fell down the steps on the bus oh, yeah. and cracked his eye open. Yep. It looked like, like a bot when a boxer splits his eyebrow yeah. from getting yeah, hit yeah. in the face yeah. and split it open. He had like a shiner and like yeah. three and rounds with the Vander yeah, Holyfield Yeah, he, he just yeah. went, he was, I don't know. He was, he was running down the hallway of the bus and like crashed and burned down the <laughs> down the stairwell I where think the door I was sitting on the couch in the front lounge when he tumbled took that particular tumble and I think we were even playing a, <laughs> a game called Chicken River Chicken River <laughs> So eventually we'll tell everyone all of you listeners about the game Chicken River and the rules thereof We made up a lot of games We made on up the road. a lot of games yeah. on the road on the bus Chicken River was yeah. a classic. But for me, what was hilarious was <laughs> Caleb, and he's like, he's young. I don't remember how old he was at this time. Yeah. Maybe like two four, or three or something. Three, four, yeah, I don't yeah. know. But he's got this giant split in his eyebrow and like a shiner. And I'm like, it looks like I just smacked him. You know, and I'm like, I promise. Oh. Like he fell down the stairs. <laughs> like sure, sure yeah. he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. we're on tour. So like yeah. every day people are like, oh, what happened to you? <laughs> like, yeah. Are you okay? Yeah. We're like, he fell down the stairs. We told him not to go up there. <laughs> we told him not to fall like, down the stairs. I was like, oh man, I hope, and then he fell down the stairs. I hope nobody <laughs> thinks that I did that to him. Like, nobody but he, he's me. a boy. Like boys yeah. run into things and hurt yeah. themselves. And oh, I'm yeah. sure people understood. But being on tour, seeing new people every night too, it was just like reliving it over and over yeah. again. Um, but yeah, so from that to like here he is now as a 17 year old being yep. featured on our music is yeah. so cool. It's very, um, very cool. And really cool that you got to see that entire 
process and see how I agree. you grow up and I be agree. a part of it. I love so. that kid. I love Emily. I love your family. It's, yeah. I mean, that's one of the biggest blessings of being in a band together over the last 20 years is, you know, our friendship and our partnership to get together has grown in such incredible ways. You know, yeah. I know I can talk to you about anything. Mm -hmm. I know that I trust you. Um, I know that you trust me, you know, <laughs> it's, it's a pretty incredible thing. Cause I mean, really, you know, uh, maybe, maybe you grow up as a high schooler thinking, you know, you've got like dozens and dozens of friends, but really over the years, you find out that your true circle of people that you love and trust, and you know, they have your back. That's really just a few people. If you're lucky, yeah. if you're lucky. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's pretty cool. It's and those, very, very cool. those deeper relationships, I think, are forged in the fire. You yeah. know, like for you and I, when we started 20 years ago, we weren't at that place in our relationship <laughs> and friendship. Yeah. You know, like it took yeah. years of doing the band together and going through crazy things and just doing life together to get to that place to where we're like, yeah, yeah, dude, I trust you totally. Like, you've always had my back. I've always had your back. Like, so... It's, I, I think it's something that is, for lack of a better way of putting it, almost earned in years mm, great, of, great word. of putting energy into yeah. a relationship and, yes. and working hard at it. Like there were seasons where you and I are very different from each other. We're very, very different. And so there yes. were, I think in the early years, we looked at each other like, we didn't really know how to, you're crazy. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and you look at me yeah. like, you're crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> 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 totally. Yes. Um, and we'll, we'll share some of those crazy stories. Um, yeah that involve limousines and ABBA and <laughs> some of the, some of those other, yes, uh, more prank esque and silly things that, uh, you know, you can <laughs> frustrate each other with, but I can't wait to tell that yeah, story. That's gonna be good one. We'll, oh, come, we'll come back around to that one in a future episode. You're love it. Um, but anyways, all that to say, uh, yeah, it's been a really neat journey. Um, our friendship has developed, for not just us, but our families, um, yep. has been really cool. I know yeah, I Lindsay mean, and Shannon are yep. so close. Our wives are best friends. Yeah. yeah. And, and the we same go kind on of vacation thing. together yeah. every year <laughs> up to Alaska, yep. Port Allsworth, yep. Alaska. And we go visit our friends up there, but like literally John Micah and I, our families, we go on vacation together yeah. every year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. And yes, it, Alaska is incredible. So yes, and we'll talk is. more about that probably of course, in the future because yeah. there's lots to talk about there. So 20 years, we've been in yeah. band for 20 years, Cutlass 20 EP came out. We re-recorded your touch run tonight. We really hope you love it. We've been hearing so much back from our fans. Like everyone loves it. Yeah. They're stoked. Honestly, and that makes me feel really I feel good. like mission accomplished a bit because we, good our time. goal was like, we want to take these songs and make them like even better. So if you yeah. love the song, you can still sing along with it. Yeah. It's just more of what you love. Yeah. And it, that's really been the reaction of most of our fans going, I didn't think you guys could make this any better, but I like it even more. And I'm like, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. I showed uh, a few like real specific friends at leading up to kind of releasing these songs as we were finishing up and getting them mixed and stuff. Um, I showed a few friends, even a couple people who, uh, were like radio personality, radio DJs and stuff back then. And actually were people that played our songs on the radio and they had all the nostalgic, like goosebump vibes yeah. and like, Oh my gosh, I loved this part. I remember putting this on the radio. You know, it's, that's been really fun. Like, um, it, it's one of those things that's validating, uh, after all these years to really see that, um, 
the band Cutlass has been very special to a lot of people over yeah. the years. And we really thank you so much for being with us and sticking it out with us and for telling us those really incredible stories about how God has touched your life through what we do. We're very grateful for that. And it is always very special when people yeah. tell us that. Yeah. We should have Josiah on one of these days too. And, oh, we're definitely going to have Josiah. Even he shared a story with us yeah. about how that was about like, that your touch yeah. video yeah we'll have him tell that story super cool so what else was happening 20 years ago well so, so cutlass formed yeah that's the crazy thing is there's a lot that's changed in the last 20 years a lot has changed um, one of the things comes to mind and this was particularly revolutionary for us being in the music world yeah was that the ipod had come out in 2001. That's right. So it yeah. was like the first year that people actually yeah. had iPods. Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh. Some people. Yeah, some people. It was still like <laughs> it was elite. Not, it was expensive. Yeah, like yeah. All, when Apple releases a new device and it's super expensive yeah. and it's the latest. And yeah, it hadn't quite saturated yet. It was just starting to show yeah. up everywhere. And you're and we're like, have you seen this new thing? You'd see someone walk by and they had the white earphones <laughs> in with the cord coming down. And you'd be like, oh. They've They're listening to music on an iPod. Yeah. And wow. it holds thousands of songs. Because at this point, we were still playing CDs in our car. Yeah. We had like the CD booklet that you had to like oh, yeah. go through or the vi- the CDs on your visor and, yeah. you know, put in your CD player. And like, that's still how we were listening to music at that Absolutely. point. Absolutely. And yeah. uh, so this iPod thing was like, whoa, mind blowing. You can yeah. have thousands of songs on in your pocket. And like, then we were like, well, how do you get the songs on there? <laughs> oh, well, we thought of that too said apple yeah ever heard of itunes yeah yeah which came out and then the yep. itunes store came out years later like none of that was yeah. around back then it's crazy and those um, changes really kind of dictated big big changes in the recording industry too yep. like even making our first record right yep yeah uh, our first record was i remember when we were in the studio all of the studio guys were just totally geeking out on the fact that finally analog or digital to analog conversions were at a high enough bit rate that it quality was cd quality so they didn't have okay, to record so that it. was basically a foreign language yeah to i'm sorry a big was, segment yeah. of our listeners explain real quick yeah digital music meaning we're using instruments but recording into software on a computer and there's a converter that converts it to analog analog yeah. would be more of like just the regular sound that uh, guitar makes when you mic it up, right? Yeah, and typically that was recorded on tape, like right. reel-to-reel tapes. Real tape, um, yeah. Same with like movies, right? Like movies used to be totally. on tape, and now you and have edited by slicing yeah, tape, exactly. Yep. And that's the way albums were made too. Exactly, you s- literally sliced tape. There was a big old tape machine in the <laughs> yeah. corner of the studio, and in we fact, were... they mixed to tape, if I recall, and uh, actually recorded it to tape at the end, like after we did all the editing and in all the digital stuff. I didn't know that. They pushed it to really? a, uh, to a reel-to-reel tape, yeah. Wow. And that was the master. Was we got to find that sometime. <laughs> I, yeah, I have no idea. I don't even know how we'd play it. I didn't even know that. Well, yeah, yeah how would we play um, it? But yeah, so it was... Try and shove it into a VCR it, and be like... But the, the reason on. it was such a big deal was chopping up tape is really tedious. And you're editing, like editing that, like that's how they edited. Now you just do it on a computer and it's so much easier. So that's why it was such a big deal um, to finally move to fully digital recording. And that was happening at the time that we recorded our first record. Everyone was going, this is amazing. We can finally do this. We knew it was coming, but we're finally here. Um, So that was interesting to be on the front end of that. Um, And uh, just, yeah, so much has changed. But 2002... There mm-hmm. were also some big movies that came out. Big movies. Yeah. Star Wars, episode two, 
Boo. Clone Wars. Boo. Right? Listen, I'm going <laughs> to... Okay, we got to address this. That movie's bad. Okay? Look. <laughs> of all the Star Wars movies. And I know some Star Wars fans are going to be like, actually, it's <laughs> integral to the storyline. So, um, but listen, A New Hope is great. You know? <laughs> The Empire Strikes Back is great. Return of the Jedi, great. Yeah. Let's just call it good. <laughs> the original three movies are the best. We yeah. all agree, right? Yeah. Everybody I agree. agrees at this point. Yeah. And I mean, you and I grew up in the early 80s. Like, Star yeah. Wars was ubiquitous. It was Everybody. Huge. It was huge. Everybody loved Star Wars. And if you're playing on the playground, you want to be, you know, a good guy or a bad guy, you're either Luke Skywalker yeah. or Darth Vader, you know? <laughs> Real easy hero villain, you know? Yeah. But... Attack of the Clones, come on. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't great. Uh, however, other good movie. Yeah. Lord of the Rings, Lord Two of the Towers. Rings, Two Towers. Came out in 2002. So good. Great movie. Amazing. Love that. I loved all the Lord of the Rings movies. Oh, yeah. So good. I'm excited about this new series coming up, too. Yeah, heard yeah. there's a new one that's going to be interesting yeah. to see. That'll be I, cool. I heard they spent a ton of money on it, too. So Well, they've always done incredible production yeah. there. Yeah, so it'll be, yeah, I hope it's good. I, there's yeah. a part of me that's like, oh, don't ruin it. Yeah, so, 2002, the second Harry Potter movie came that's out. That's the way too. people felt about R.A.P. too. They were like, don't ruin it, and then they loved it. So true. Yeah, so true. I have faith. I think they can do it. They're gonna crush it. It's gonna be awesome. I hope. <laughs> I think it'll be good. Um, other movies. Uh, Harry Potter. Harry Potter, Chamber of Chamber Secrets. Chamber of Secrets number yep. two came yep. out. That was a big movie. Yep. Still is. Still a big um, movie. Lilo and Stitch. Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> oh, funny. Disney still uh, always oh, always around. Yep. Um, Ice Age. Also Ice Age. Yep. Ice Age. Dude. <laughs> My kids loved okay, that when they were so little. So our kids weren't born yet, but when we had kids, we were yeah. watching Ice Age all well, the time. Because Ice Age bus. did like four more movies too. After sure. That, but so. we, we were all OG yeah. Ice Age. Totally. Yeah, totally. And time. yeah, all the kids were um, super into it. We watched all of them. It was, Ice Age was on our bus a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Kid the thought. Um, I think I think Lord of the Rings might have been on our bus a lot. Oh, too. we watched that all the time. Yeah, I think that was. And as our kids grew up, especially Jacob and Caleb, my, my son and your son, every time we would go up to Alaska, they would run around in the woods pretending it was like Lord yeah. of the Rings and stuff. Yeah. Um, other stuff in 2002. Okay. The United States hosted the Winter Olympics in Salt Lake City. Okay. Pretty cool. Um, it's been a minute since that. Well, it's been 20 years. Um, Is that the last time U.S. hosted? I think Winter Olympics, uh, there was one in Vancouver later in Canada, in BC, okay. which is just over the border. We need but our I don't listeners think... to comment on yeah. this. Let us know if we missed when, Did we miss one? a Winter Olympics other than the Salt Lake City one in 2002? Yeah. Since then. There was remember. one previous to that. Like I know Lake Placid, New York was prior to that. There's. Hey, here's a fun story. Yeah. My dad, Bob Mead, in heaven now. He was at the Lake Placid Olympics in 1980 as a chef for the Olympians oh, that is cool. in the Olympic Village. That is pretty cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, very cool. I, was, I had all these posters in my room as a kid of like, uh, I had like a slalom event poster and a hockey poster from the Lake Placid Olympics. That's very awesome. Cool. Yeah. So music from yep. 2002, we're moving into kind of our domain. Yeah, this is our bit. realm yeah. now. Well, this is actually music and film kind of because... The first American Idol season show oh, was in 2002. The very first right. one. Do you remember who won? I do remember who won, of course, because she's <laughs> amazing. Uh, Kelly Clarkson, of course, yes. was the first winner of American yes. Idol. 
Shout out to our homie Lester Estelle, who's playing drums for her yeah. now. Lester's such a great drummer and a yeah. great, great dude. He actually played drums on uh, our Alpha Omega yeah, record, he did. right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, great dude. Uh, we did do shows with him back in the day when he was All part of time. Pillar. Yeah, he was the drummer for Pillar for yeah, years. You guys remember the rock band yeah. Pillar? Yep. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So it was. Uh, yeah, really. Lester's a sick drummer. He's so good. So good. He's so good. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll talk him into coming on too. I don't know. That'd be awesome. Be yeah. I would love to have Lester yeah, on. That'd be fun. Um, so yeah, Kelly Clarkson, First American Idol. Top songs. I've got a list here. <laughs> okay. Top, Top songs, songs of 2002. I had to print this out because I go. was like, this is Let's amazing. Go. Top songs. Number one Number song, one. according to the Billboard Top 100 of 2002 was, drum roll, Nickelback. Nickelback. <laughs> How You Remind Me. And so this is before the world decided to revolt <laughs> against Nickelback? Yeah, I think Nickelback was probably number one with that song for like 2002, 2003, 2004, and then everyone's like, I hate Nickelback. Because <laughs> oh. oh. it it, everyone loved it too much for yeah. too long, and then it was like, yeah. I secretly kind of like Nickelback. You know what? <laughs> I'm kind of a music snob, especially with rock. But that's a good band. Yeah, they they're good. They've put some huge hits out repeatedly. And, yep. And their B-side songs, well, I guess B-side in a very loose sense of the word, songs that weren't on the radio, they rip. Yeah. yeah. And the funny thing about them now, I feel like, and I could be wrong about this, but this is my perception at least, okay. is that they're kind of the band that no one wants to admit that they still like. But then if you can like get past the initial awkwardness, they're like, mm -hmm. yeah, actually, I really like those guys. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure this other band is on the list too, but another band that that kind of brings to mind is Creed. Like yep. everyone treated them yep. like that too. Creed was, I think they were on the list here. Let me see if I can find them. Um, what songs do we have at I that time? I, Probably. I know they were, oh, there it is. They were the number 20 song okay. that year, My Sacrifice. My was sacrifice. Number 20, yeah. So My they were on the list sacrifice. too. Um, number... Number three, this one's kind of embarrassing. Okay. Hot and Her by Nelly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> with and a little bit of hot. hot <laughs> and then the thit. thing is, is I, when I looked it up too, it, it spelled H-E-R-R-E. Hot yeah. and Her. <laughs> yeah, dude. And I remember as a musician in 2002, and that was like one of the top songs of the year, I was like, really? My observations <laughs> about Nelly were this. Wow, he's kind of like sing rapping. That's different. Number two. Why do you have that Band-Aid on your face? <laughs> Number three. Oh, he couldn't find a larger shirt? <laughs> Said sarcastically. Uh, so moving on from Nelly, okay. down at number seven, one of my favorite bands of all time, who was also... Wait, are you being facetious? No, or this I'm is absolutely okay, serious. Good. Absolutely serious. This is one of my favorite bands of all time. All and time. absolutely influenced our music for sure, especially in the early days, was Linkin Park. Oh, Totally. And their song, In the End, in the which end. is also one of my favorite songs of theirs. That Man. was number seven that year. Great, great band. Yeah. We saw them together live in Portland. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And uh, P.O.D. opened for them. P.O.D. Yeah. Shout out to our homies yeah. from Southtown. That's right. Love you, P.O.D. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was a that was an awesome show. Yeah. Um, another band I actually really like, Jimmy World. Oh, yeah. The Middle big was the big song. Yeah. And that song was everywhere. Yeah, number fourteen. Um, oh, here we go. This okay, one. This next? one. You're gonna love this one. At number twenty-two, Enrique Iglesias. Oh, <laughs> hero. Spicy. 
I know you're waiting for that one. Yeah. And then Enrique. 39, Kelly Clarkson had her first single, See, A Moment Like This. Yep, yeah. She was on the on the list. Yeah. Uh, down at number 45, this was a big song though. I remember it being pretty big. Kylie Minogue, Can't Get You Out of My Head. Man. <laughs> and I couldn't get I know, that song, that song out was of like my head ever. Stuck. Na, 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 I still remember it. Yeah. I might remember I that song. I probably just got that stuck in like 80% of yes. our listeners' heads just yeah. now. Can't You're get welcome. You out of my head. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yep. And it is stuck in my head now. Yep. All these years later, it still happens. Uh, another funny fact, because the technology has changed so much. In 2002, 95% of internet users were still using Microsoft's web browser. I think it was Internet Explorer. <laughs> 95% Man. were using Microsoft's web browser. That, that's just funny to me. Because like now is. there's like so many web browsers right. and so many, and no one does the same thing. It's just so yeah. different. It's just funny. Like, yeah. So What's lots your preferred of, web browser? Uh, I, I tend to, I use Apple devices all the time. So, so Safari. Safari tends yeah. to be, but I run into some issues some yeah. with stuff. So then pull it's, up the Google then Chrome scrum, sometimes. Chrome. Yeah. That's right. Yep. So same um, 2022 problems. Yes. It's <laughs> changed so much. Um, but yeah, a lot, gosh, 20 years has been fun. It's been, yeah. it's been crazy. Um, so we're going to talk a lot about that over this podcast. We've got lots of stories and, and all kinds of things, but yeah. one of the things I would love to kind of just paint a picture here for you guys is we, we were talking about this earlier. There's definitely some stages and some phases of our career. Um, and, uh, you know, each, each phase. And I think this is like any part of life, right? Like you had your high school years, then you had your college right. years, and then you had your early professional years right. and your late, you know, as you go through life, eventually you get to retirement and every stage of life has kind of these yeah. seasons right? and who you are in those seasons uh, is and different things you're learning in those seasons. Yeah. And what you're interested in and, and different things you're capable of learning in those seasons. Yeah, totally. Um, and they build on each other, you right. know, um, you could never become who you are at the end of your life. Had it not been for all the experiences you had in the, in the previous years of your life. So we want to take you guys back on a little bit of a journey um, with us Uh because I, I think it gives some context to our stories and the things we've learned. And, and I think it'll give some depth and meat to, to some of the things that we share here. Um, but we'll take you back to the very beginning of Cutlass. Um, so even prior to 2002, mm-hmm. <laughs> when our first record came out, um, we were actually playing together as a band in Portland. Uh, I was going to a, a school called Warner Pacific College. Mm-hmm. And James was actually in high school still. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but shortly after, I ended up moving to Portland. Um, I moved out the day after high school graduation. Yes. I was out. And he joined us. And we lived in a house on campus. And this is a funny story. And because our house was on campus and it's, we practiced in our basement, we hung like carpet on the walls and stuff. And yeah. so we could practice. You can't see the air quotes on the podcast, but I'm saying it in air quotes. We soundproofed <laughs> yeah. the basement. <laughs> yeah, it was really ghetto, but it was awesome. Um, and we just set up our equipment and practiced down there. But in order to live on campus, since it was campus housing, you had to be a student at the school. So James was like, I found I a loophole. Need though. to be a student, and I need because I need to live with you guys so we can practice in the basement. And so, what was your solution? So the loophole was the wording, and that's always <laughs> the loophole. It's like when the cop comes up to you and says, "Do you know how fast you're going back there?" You say, "Also happened." Uh, yes, we'll tell that story sometime too. Do you know how fast you're going back there? And you say, uh, "Back where?" Yeah. So far? anyway, I found the loophole in the story. 
uh, I found the loophole in the wording from the school and it was, you have to be enrolled. They didn't say somewhere, but essentially it was like, you have to be enrolled somewhere. And so I chose a bowling class at a local community college, <laughs> but I signed it up to make it, um, pass, no pass. So yeah. I didn't have to go to this bowling Just class. But I paid like 30 bucks for that, and that allowed me to live in our house. Did you pass? I didn't have to go. Well, it was pass, no pass. Right. So if you didn't go, you probably didn't pass. Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> right, yeah, okay, but or it didn't matter. It didn't matter because you were still to, enrolled. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I didn't pass. I didn't show up a single day to this class, but I can hashtag still college. Well. Yeah, hashtag college. Now, in your defense, you later went and got your degree. So in bowling, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not in bowling, but legitimately you do have a bachelor's degree. Now. I have a BA, which is a bowling ambassador <laughs> degree. <laughs> no, no, you're right. I went to Grand Canyon university as did you, you yeah. finished up your schooling there. Yeah. So right. I was, I was a lope lopes up GCU and, uh, my degree was from the theology department. I, I chose to do, uh, basically biblical studies, Christian studies. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, but yeah. So anyways, we lived in the house together there, yes. practiced in our basement. Um, and, uh, it was, it was fun times. We were just like, man, this is, we really felt like this is what we were supposed to do. We felt like God was calling Absolutely. us to it. Yeah. We had a passion for it. Um, <clears throat> we started playing local shows, uh, and I'll never forget our first show we ever played was on campus, um, at Warner Pacific in the chapel. And we invited all our friends and got everybody from campus and church and stuff to come for clarity for our listeners. I wasn't part of Cutlass yet. That's and true. We weren't yeah. called Cutlass yet. Yeah. We weren't called Cutlass until we actually signed a record deal. That's right. Um, but this first show, we actually made a fog machine. Out oh of, yeah. You told me we about found this. on the internet, this plan to make fog machine out of bread pans mm -hmm. and a hot ironing plate. Uh -huh. And then it would like, we made, we rigged up like a water bottle that would drip the fog liquid onto the hot ironing plate. And I think we had like a computer fan or something that would blow it out and we cut a little hole. <laughs> it was so, so you guys MacGyvered, yeah, MacGyvered yourself. It kind of worked machine. though. Like, yeah. It kind of worked like... It, yeah, it was it was hilarious. Nice hazy in but there we're college the, students, like you don't have money yeah. for a fog machine. No we're way. like, we want to rock. We want our stage to look yeah. awesome. So we like found some lights and ran a fog. It was hilarious. And we're looking back now, it was pretty funny, dude. You got to um, do whatever it yeah. takes. But it was fun. Whatever it takes. It was fun. I'm um, sure. So yeah, so we started playing shows. I remember we uh, we got, uh, we did a couple shows with Benjamin Holbert, one of your friends from Albany. Albany. That's right. Um, who was a hip hop rap artist. Mm -hmm. um, and he's on our first record. There's a song yeah. called Pride Away with a, a, a rap section in the bridge area. That's Benjamin Holbert. Yeah. And we did a bunch of local shows with yeah, him yeah. And in the early days. Uh, we played like youth events. I remember playing like New Year's Eve parties and stuff. And yeah. Very cool. All that's like the all nighter lock-ins for yeah. youth groups and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, it was super fun. I also remember it was funny. So that Warner Pacific was a Christian college. Um, and so they had, you know, kind of rules and expectations of conduct on campus there for being Christian school. Of course little different than the state schools. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was really funny because one of our neighbors that lived right next to us, uh, was, didn't go to the school, um, at all and just lived in the house next door. Right. So just to explain real quick, we didn't live in dorms together. We lived in 
on-campus housing, but it was a house. Yes. And it was part of the property of the school. Yes. And we were able to live there. And it was just us, the band, just yeah. five of us living in this in house. house together. Right? Yeah. And so our floor... next door neighbor was just a lady that lived there. Yeah. Just, just, it was just she a was neighborhood in... street, basically. Exactly. Yeah. The neighbor house. And uh, the floor of our house was saggy. I remember like if you put a ball or a marble yeah. in one corner, it would like roll to, All the, roll to the center. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so we, we, something happened. I think our vacuum broke and we were like, we need to vacuum. So we knocked on our neighbor's door and be like, Hey, do you have a vacuum we could borrow? Like we just need to vacuum. <laughs> and so she's like, Oh yeah, here you go. We took her vacuum and we started vacuuming. Well, she was like, yeah, man, here's the vacuum. <laughs> and all of a sudden we realized like it smells funny in here. And Started to smell like wacky tobacco, if you there know what I mean. All a very our house. strong smell of marijuana yes. <laughs> coming from the vacuum. <laughs> this poor vacuum had seen yeah. some things. <laughs> so we returned the vacuum and came back home and we were like, we swear it wasn't us. Yeah. Anybody that comes Open over, the windows, we the windows, fans we're like, yeah. we're going to get busted. Yeah. And we didn't even do anything. We just vacuumed, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, so we practiced in the basement, played local shows. You were working at Zoomies at the time. Right. Since uh, my academic schedule was filled up with bowling, I decided <laughs> to get a job. And uh, I was working at Clackamas Town Center in Portland, Oregon. I was working at Zoomies there. Zoomies is, uh, I think, now a national store for sure. So most most people probably know what Zoomies is. But Zoomies uh, is a skate shop. We sold skateboards and, and, and merchandise and clothing and shoes and everything. Snowboards, um, bindings, uh, snowboard boots, everything you needed for those kind of sports. And I was working there at the mall. And, um, you know, I was just at work one day and, uh, this guy came in and we started talking. He was a customer. So I started helping him shop and, um, I was wearing a, what would Jesus do bracelet on my wrist? And he noticed it and he was like, nice bracelet, man. Are you, are you a Christian? And I said, yeah, I am. And he said, me too. And, uh, in Portland, uh, which incidentally has, has been a place in the U S for a long time that has the least amount of Christians, the least amount of churches, you know, maybe we could fact check that, but like, yeah, that's generally like true. per capita. I think, yeah, yeah it's exactly. like for the population it has very few churches. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so in public, when you find another Christian person that you don't already know, it's like pretty exciting. <laughs> like, you five. like jump yeah. up and down and, you know, hug each other. <laughs> and so I got to meet this guy and he says, my name's Seth. Um, so we're <laughs> talking and, uh, just kind of like chattering as we shop and, you know, like, where do you go to church? Oh, cool. I go to this church. Oh, do you know these people? Yeah, I know these people. Yeah. So, so then I got to the part where we were talking and I was like, you know, I actually just moved up here to the Portland area, um, to join a band with some friends of mine. And we all live together in this house in Southeast Portland and we just jam and write new songs. And, you know, we're trying to play some shows sometimes and stuff like that. And he, he got a real interested look in his face. His, <laughs> his eyebrows perked up and he goes, really? Well, uh, well, my brother is Brandon Ebel and he's the owner of Tooth and Nail Records. And I was like, oh, righteous. That's <laughs> awesome, man. And he goes, um, really, your heart's like, <laughs> yeah, well, yes and no, because frankly, I didn't grow up as a Christian. I, I became a Christian at age 17. I gave my life to Jesus. I heard the gospel for the first time uh, through a, a local preacher named Rob Nelke. 
um, in Albany, Oregon at South Albany Community Church. I was there with some friends who had invited me and I was a gnarly kid and I was doing all sorts of stuff, bad stuff, illegal stuff. (laughs) And my friends just really believed, uh, uh, that they could get through to me with the love of Christ and they're right. And, and, you know, they were a part of my life and they brought me to church and I heard the parable of the prodigal son from Luke 15 that night. And I gave my life to the Lord and I met Lindsay that night too, actually. Hmm. Um, so I had only been a Christian for a short amount of time and I didn't really, I knew about tooth and nail at this point, but I didn't really know, like it didn't yeah. have the same impact on me because I hadn't been like a lifelong listener of yeah. those bands yet. You know, yeah. I hadn't interacted enough with it yet. So I I did know what he was talking about. That's yeah. true. But I did not really realize how significant it was, yeah. to be honest. And he said, in response to me telling him about our band, he was like, well, um, do you have any music? I was like, we haven't recorded new music yet. He goes, do you have any shows coming up? And I said, we don't really have any shows coming up, but we all live together in a house. You can just come over. Yeah. You can come over to our house. We'll jam, maybe get some food or whatever. Um, I was too poor to buy anything. I basically would <laughs> take popcorn from my mom's house when I would go visit her and I would just live off of popcorn for a few days. And, and my wife's uncle Yo, you have the Tyson chicken connection. He was a food broker. That's right. And they would sometimes get these, like food that was going to get thrown out or something. And so we would like raid that. I'd come <laughs> home with like pounds and pounds of, of just frozen like, chicken breast like fillets. Like fried, yeah. yeah, like breaded chicken yeah. fillets or whatever. Yeah, just random yeah. stuff. And we would just, <laughs> I remember like everybody just having like the breaded chicken with like ketchup. <laughs> yeah, that's chicken Parmesan, by the way. It's it's luxurious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just microwaved, <laughs> you know. Here's how um, poor we were. Top ramen was like fancy. Yeah, it fancy. was also a staple. Also a staple, but fancy. Yeah. <laughs> Donated food was the, the best, the primary yeah. source because it was also better nutrition. than the top ramen. Oh yeah, usually, but yeah. So we we're getting off topic, yeah. but anyway. So I I said, well, you can come to our house, Seth. And so a few weeks go by, and we had texted a little bit to just kind of be like, how about this day? How about next week? And he finally came over, and this was uh, 2001. I had just graduated high school a few months before this. Is at the end of the summer now, September 11th. Tuesday, September 11th, 2001 was the day we woke up that morning excited, like, oh, the guy from the record label is coming. We get to audition today and play our music. And we woke up and saw the news and saw the attacks happening mm-hmm. in, in New York and in Washington, D.C. And um, as the day unfolded, we were obviously very burdened by what we were seeing and the whole nation was grieving and um, shocked. Yeah. And and early in the morning too, I'm sure you remember this, but yeah. like early, early in the morning when it was happening, when it was first happening, it was like no one really knew what was going on or why either. So we woke up excited, but then instantly in shock, you know, yeah. watching on the TV, getting calls and text messages from family like, hey, are you seeing this? So later that day, um, Seth Ebel came over to our house and he showed up and he was like, Hey guys, um, I know today is like a really heavy day. Um, I thought I should come over anyway. Do you guys want to spend some time together still? I'd love to hear your music and, you know, spend some time together. So we took Seth downstairs to the basement 
and um, had him do some of our laundry for us for a bit. <laughs> no, we didn't. Not no. true. So we took him downstairs and we were like, let's start by praying. Let's pray together yeah. for what's happening. And then as John Micah already mentioned, we had been a worship band often at church or at chapel for the school or whatever. So we kind of just chose like, let's pray together. Let's play a few worship songs and just sing to the Lord and yeah, ask it him was, to be here. It was so heavy. I, I, I remember us just being like, we man, needed to like, yeah. Can clean. we just like worship for a little, like we all needed it. Like we yeah. felt like we just need to like very much pray and connect with God and worship, which was so weird because we were in a label audition yeah. And the first thing that we did with the guy coming to hear our band is we're like, can we just like pray together and worship together for a little bit? And he yeah. was like, yeah, that'd yes, be great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, who starts a label audition like yeah. that? You know? Well, and that's the thing. <laughs> we were just some kids. Yeah. We didn't know any better. Yeah. What we did know was in times like this, we got to cry out to the Lord. Yeah. You know? And, and so it's funny because people are always like, how do you get signed? Like, what do we do? <laughs> and we're like, I don't know. Like yeah. we didn't do it. I mean, James met a guy at Zoomies and we yep. came over on a really heavy day. We played some worship yeah. songs and then we played a few rock songs and... And they liked it. And they liked yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, so, I mean, it was amazing. So we played a few worship songs. I think we played one finished song with vocals. That was a brand new song. It may have even been tonight. I think it was. And then I think we played In Me but it was like not totally finished, but yeah. we just kind of played some of the music. That's another song off of the first album. Yeah. Um, do you remember Seth's reaction? Uh, so what, this is what I remember. Okay. And I don't have the best memory. Um, but we, only 30 concussions later. Yeah. I've had a few concussions, <laughs> uh, more stories for another time. Yes. Um, but I remember him being like, cool guys, I've heard enough. That's great. And I was yep. like, Oh no. Yeah. He hated it. Cause we'd yeah. only played a couple songs. Right. And, and you thought he hated it. I thought I was like sick. We're yeah. in. <laughs> and I was like, he's, he hates it. He's done. He's just like, peace out. Like, yep. Heard enough. Heard a song and a half. That's yeah. all. That's more than I wanted to hear. And then he's like, Hey, is there a place we can like go talk? Right. I was like, Oh, he wants to talk. Like he's not just peacing out. Like, Oh, he, maybe he did like it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we we're like, well, we got a living room right upstairs. Let's right. just go sit on the couch and talk. <laughs> right. We talked for a bit and he was like, I really like you guys. That was great. Uh, I'm going to call Brandon and have a talk with him. And then he invited us to something at their church that night, a big yeah. church in Portland called Rolling Hills Church that their dad, Dale Ebel, actually was the founding pastor yeah. of that church, yep. Brandon and Seth's dad. Um and so we went to Rolling Hills that night and it was like a prayer vigil that Tuesday night for the city of New York or for the nation really. Yeah. And, um, Seth came and found us afterwards and he's like, okay, so I talked to Brandon and he would really love to hear you guys. So we actually want you to go up to Seattle and record with us maybe a few songs. We'll get you in the studio with Aaron Sprinkle. And again, that name didn't register for me, but yeah. what did that do for you, for John For me, so Aaron had been a part of a couple different bands right. that were some of my favorite bands when I was like in high school. Right. Um, I listened to a lot of kind of the... So we had Poor Old Lou. Yeah, Poor Old Lou, Rose Blossom Rose Punch. Rose Blossom Punch, what a um, great band. Yeah, and like, so these like, kind of these tooth and nail, kind of Northwest grunge rock. Right bands there was kind of this christian grunge rock scene that had kind of like right was growing and aaron's right in the middle of all that totally. he grew up in vashon island yeah. right off yeah right off seattle yeah, yeah. right in the yeah in the seattle 
area and and like so and and i grew up in oregon as well right. i was in southern oregon uh where i grew up in kind of jacksonville medford area there and uh so yeah so i had been kind of listening to a lot of aaron's music for years like very cool and i was like wait Aaron Sprinkle, like, mm-hmm. the, like from Poor Old Lou and Rose Blossom Punch, and you know, and I think he—I don't know if he had a solo record by then or not—but um, really, just talented musician, loved his guitar playing, his tones, and you his know style. What? He did. He did have solo music out by then because I remember when we first came to the studio, we would ask him. We would be like, "Could you play?" Oh, that's right, Genevieve. <laughs> that's right. Could you play? We'd make him play yeah. songs for us because yeah. we were totally geeking out. Yeah. Oh, it's and so Tana's funny. Wife, I can't, dude, that song. That song was good. good. I love that song. I can't believe we did that to him, though. That's kind I of embarrassing. <laughs> I can. Yeah. Here's a guitar. Yeah. Play us. Yeah. Play us some music. Yeah, because people have done that to us, and I'm just like, oh. Please and no. now, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Aaron. I'm sorry. We love you. <laughs> and I'm not. And I love you. <laughs> um, yeah, but it was. I was excited about it, because I knew who yeah. Aaron was. I loved his music, so to get to work with him was really exciting. Yeah, for sure. And, and it was, uh, well, it was amazing. It was yeah. also kind of, uh, a shocking experience cause we didn't really know what to expect. Yeah. Well, but... before we go there, I, there's one other piece here. I think we have to talk about because I think it's a pivotal piece of our career, um, and our lives, honestly, mm-hmm. was we got the offer to do what the label called a developmental deal where we were going to record the CP with Aaron. It wasn't like a full record contract yet. They were like, let's get some music recorded. Let's see if we like it. And then we can move to a full record contract. So it was a developmental deal. They were like, Hey, we can take you up. Like we can get you in the studio like next week. It was fast. And so we're like, what do we do? Is this the right door? Is this what we should be doing? And so now remember, we're coming off in nine eleven. It's been really heavy spiritually. There's a lot going on, and we're all like, just like, man, what is God doing? It's crazy time in the country. It's crazy time in our lives. And so I remember we said, let's get together and let's just pray. Yep. Let's say, God, what do you want us to do here? Um, what is, what are we supposed to do? Because mm. um, again, we felt like God was calling us to this, not just right. like, hey, it'd be cool to be in a band and mm-hmm. be a rock star. Like that honestly wasn't where we were at. We're like, I really feel like this is like a calling that God has placed on our lives. Um, and, and we've really felt like it was important for us to follow that, yeah. you know? And so we get together and we pray and we're, I remember this was the same night, this, this was still yeah. Tuesday, September 11th. This was after that prayer vigil. We came back to our house. And I remember us all sitting in our living room there in that house and yeah. we were praying. And I had this, like, I think the only time in my life that I think I audibly heard the voice of God. Right. Like only time in my life. And I, I felt like I heard something and I looked up and I looked at everyone else and a couple other guys looked up too. Yeah, me too. And we like looked at each other and we all kind of had this look of like, no one wanted to say anything because we all mm-hmm. kind of thought we were crazy. Like, right. I'm like, I thought I heard something, but I don't want to say anything. Like we right. all kind of looked at each other, like, but we're looking at each other. So we're like, something just happened. Yeah. So finally I was like, did you guys hear something? And yeah. all the guys are like, yeah, did yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, oh. <laughs> like totally yeah shivers we're like oh my goodness the holy and, shivers yeah and then it was like what did you hear and i was like i heard like a voice say go now right go now i have a message that i want you to take to the world go now right and everyone was like 
that's what I heard too. Right. right. <laughs> we were just, we all freaked out. And yeah. Like, to me, it was like, I heard the word go and that one word meant a thousand things. And it yeah. felt like I understood all of that at once. Like, yeah. it was like, go now because, and it was like a bunch of because yeah. sentences. Like, and the go this. now was like, it was weird. Cause that was like the audible part, but those yeah. other things were in like that. a feeling. Yeah. yeah. Like it was clear. You were like, go now because right. of these other things. But, but the audible part was like, and that, we had go a now, very yeah. united sense of what the message was. Yeah. Yeah. And all of us were like, that's exactly what I heard. Right. It was crazy. Um, only and, time that's happened in my life. Um, yeah. and it was, it Me was too. very profound. I mean, just really powerful. Um, and it really mirrored Matthew 28 at the end of the, the gospel of Matthew, um, right before Jesus ascension. Um, you know, there's what's called the great commission text, go therefore into all the earth, make disciples in my name, you know? Um, and uh, that's really what it felt like. It yeah. felt like a commission, like yeah. an imperative. Absolutely. Yeah. So we were like, next day we were like, yep, Seth, we're going. We're going. Uh, how we're, soon is that? Yep. yep. We're coming now. Yeah. <laughs> right now. That's right. <laughs> so then we drove up to Seattle. <laughs> yep. Kind of took some of our band gear with us, but yep. they had much better gear at the studio. Yeah. And of course we didn't realize that. We are like, I guess we got to bring all our stuff. <laughs> Durr. <laughs> and so we went there and uh, Tooth and Nail has now grown over the years and they're yeah. much uh, nicer facility. <laughs> but at the time it was like a dungeon underneath the building. Yeah, like it was no windows. It was definitely like a basement studio. Yeah, yeah. no. And windows. the no windows was hard. Right, I forgot how like depressing it was to not because the whole time we're work, we're working all day in the studio. Yeah, and I'd like come outside and it'd be dark. Right, and you're like, I haven't seen the sun. Yeah, <laughs> all day yeah. or all night. <laughs> yeah, it was like weeks of like. Yep. Not seeing the sun. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and we were living off of hot dogs basically. Yeah. And, rock star energy drink <laughs> and uh and getting to know Aaron yeah. and, and I'll I'll just say here I mean that guy very quickly became one of my dearest friends one of my favorite people love Aaron so yeah. much and honestly like I always felt like little brother big brother with him and um and we've just learned so much from yeah. him over the years. He was too. really like the sixth band member for, for sure. so many years. For sure. Um, and a really formative, musically, very formative influence, producer, co-song. He's co-written tons of songs with us. Absolutely. Um, man, just, yeah, so awesome. But And that our first record was recorded in that same studio, right? Like yep. we did the EP there, yep. and then we came back and recorded the first record. I guess that's when we were there a bit longer, was recording that first full-length record. Yeah. Um, but after that EP, um, we, and then we signed our record deal. We had like an official actual record deal. That's right. <laughs> Which strangely was a six record deal. So we were in that original record deal until 2001 with six options. Yeah. So seven total. And yeah. So when it took a it long 2012, time, maybe it took a long time also because when we made Strong Tower in 2005, that was its own contract because it was like a special, special It was like a cover thing. record. It was like it was a, a worship special record. release. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, um, you know, that that's a little bit of like inside the industry, like how the soup is made. But like, yeah. so when you sign a record contract, nowadays, a seven 
record contract is like unheard of. That, Back then it was normal. Right. Nowadays, people Not don't even normal. make records anymore. Yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was, so we signed our record deal. We're official. And then um, they got us on our first tour ever. Yeah. Things started to change rapidly from and there. It was, we were about to hang on for, I mean, it was like, here we and, go. And we were excited. We were nervous. Yeah. All the, all the stuff you can imagine. No clue what we were no, getting into. <laughs> no, you can imagine if you're 19, yep. 21 and you just signed your record deal that you've been praying for, dreaming about. You just had this incredible spiritual experience yep. where you felt like God was commissioning you to go do this. The pieces are falling into place and here we go. Yeah. And for real, it was like for 20 years we have been holding on yeah <laughs> tightly that's right to this roller coaster <laughs> it is it's a roller coaster for sure um and that was that was the beginning it was the first big hill right here we go it's taken off we're going faster and faster and just hang on for the ride so um what a journey it's been 20 years in the saddle or in the roller coaster harness however you want to look at it so we're on a horse riding a roller coaster yeah it's really strange um, <laughs> that horse must have great balance. Yes. That and, sounds terrifying. And no fear. <laughs> sounds absolutely terrifying. That does sound terrifying. So um, no horses were harmed in the recording of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be clear, um, we, as we usually do, we got sidetracked a lot, and uh, we talked, covered a lot of stuff we weren't planning on covering. But I think it was True. awesome. It was fun. Yes. Um, so we're gonna push uh, the next couple stories into our next episode. We hope you guys will come back and uh, hear right. about kind of the, really the beginning yeah. of big personal changes in our lives. Yeah. First tour ever, going on tour with some of our heroes too. Yeah. And the experiences of that. Um, the yeah. I mean, driving most of that in a rental car for me. There's a whole, that's right. There's a whole story with that too. Is that's right. Fascinating. So, um, yeah, we got a lot more coming at you guys. It's going to be awesome. Um, so tune in next time. Yeah. Um, thank you for listening to episode one of yeah. rock in a hard, rock in a hard place. It is. It's official. We're here. We have a podcast. That's right. We've always been good at talking. <laughs> so why not? So we decided to it. record it. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> well, God bless so. you guys. We love you so much. We're so thankful for all of your support over the years and we're excited to do this together now. Yeah. So make sure you check out the new EP 20. Uh, we're, we love it. We're excited about it. So if you haven't heard it, check it out, listen to it. Um, also, uh, all of our social media stuff, official Cutlass on Instagram, Facebook is just Cutlass, Twitter, all of them were easy to find. Um, so follow us there. If you want to stay up to date with new music that's coming, um, all the, the new happenings and, and I think we'll be, we'll be letting you know too about new podcast episodes and things like that is that's right. as well there. Um, but also subscribe to the podcast and then you will yeah. just get it and tell your friends yeah. and like it. Yeah. Comment, share it. please share it. And, uh, we're excited to continue this journey with you guys. So thank you so much until next time. We'll see you again on Rockin' a Hard Place. Goodbye.